The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoke Jew Podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Today's reading is from Marcus Aurelius, Book 4, Chapter 44. All that happens is as habitual and familiar as roses in spring and fruit in the summer. True, too, of disease, death, defamation, and conspiracy, and all that delights or gives pain to fools. So it just so happens that I was reading something in a book about psychology that gave a uh, provided a really good application of this. And I think it's actually consistent with stoicism. It's not something that is um, uh, that I'm just associating, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So this is in this book I've been reading by Bruce Tift called Already Free, Buddhism Meets Psychotherapy on the Path of Liberation, about the relationship between Western developmental psychotherapy and Eastern Buddhist uh, practices. So the author, uh, I'm going to kind of rev into the relevant part of the quote here of the excerpt. So he says, if we return to the idea that neurosis is always a substitute for experiential intensity, and if we understand that intensity is always experienced in the body, it makes sense that to avoid experiential intensity, we have to leave our bodies. We have to dissociate from our immediate embodied experience because that's where the intensity is found. And where do we go? We can escape into activity, into numbness, into a variety of distractions, but most reliably we go into interpretive states. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we go into interpretive states, our stories and dramas. Those dramas have their own type of intensity, but it's a familiar intensity. In fact, upon investigation, it turns out that all of our myriad stories are basically the same drama played over and over again. If we were to watch a scary movie over and over, it might still be scary on some level, but we would know deep down that we could handle it. We would know the beginning, the middle, and the end. Even though it might feel scary, it's not a new threat. So um, so this was an interesting application uh, of the principle that is being articulated in the abstract by Marcus Aurelius in, in the excerpt we read, where, you know, it, it is... It's it's unclear how Marcus really intends uh, to apply it in that excerpt, but he's basically saying everything is just cycles and it's familiar, the good and the bad. Um, but after reading this excerpt from Bruce Tift, I came across another passage in Marcus Aurelius in book six, chapter 46, where he says the exact same analogy. He says, it is tiresome to go to the theater or other such places and see the same things over and over again. It makes watching them tedious. It is the same in the whole of life for all things above and below are the same and from the same sources. How long then? So he's, 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 you know, obviously they didn't have scary movies back then, but he's saying, uh, you know, in the theater that if you watch the same play over and over and over again, or even different plays with the same basic plot structure, so it gets tedious. And the tedium is to your advantage because it takes away the drama of, oh, this is some special, specially good or specially bad event that's happening to me. And it takes you out of that, again, that egoic, um, uh, prison where you're interpreting everything as either positive, negative, or neutral that has to do with me. Um, and it's a very good, uh, uh analogy. And, and it's, uh, you know, what I think of when I think of this is, uh, for those kids who grew up in the nineties, there was a show on Nickelodeon called, are you afraid of the dark? And I used to love scary books and movies and, and shows. And, uh, and some of these shows, some of these episodes of, are you afraid of the dark were very scary as a kid. Uh, and I watched them anyway, and I was scared of them. And yeah, they're scary when you watch it the first time, and they're scary when we watch it the second time. But then as an adult, after the dawn of YouTube, I would go back from time to time and watch these old episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? 
And it's funny because like there's a dim echo of the childhood fear associated with the scariest episodes, but it's not a threat anymore. It's not scary. And you could kind of step, you know, see it from the outside. Um, and uh, and uh, imagine if you could do that with your own psychological dramas uh, of noticing the patterns and noticing that that you're just getting locked in the same the same ongoing drama that you view as a real threat. Um, to end off, I you know the the use of the word tedious or tiresome in uh, Marcus Aurelius reminded me of uh, a passage in the beginning of Kohelis. So he says, "This is a forpsukim. This is Kohelis one eight through 11. Um, in fact, I'm just going to read it in English. All matters are wearying when we become speechless. The eye is never sated with seeing nor the ear filled with hearing. Whatever has been will be and whatever has been done is what will be done. And there's nothing new under the sun. Sometimes there is, there is something of which one says, look, this is new. It has already existed in the ages before us. As there is no recollection of the former ones, so too of the latter ones that are yet to be, there will be no recollection among those of still later time. So there are obviously many ways you can interpret that. And I tended in my own approach to Kohelis to talk about how people get drawn into the same fantasies of what I call Yisron, of if I just get this one thing, it'll make me happy. And, uh, and you know, that plays itself out again and again in individual people's lives, but also generationally, um, where where the generations fall into the same traps that the previous generations fell into uh, without taking lessons from those generations. And uh, and then the next generation will repeat the pattern. But I never really thought about it in relation to personal, personal egocentric dramas, <laughs> you know, that we fall into these same patterns again and again. Um, and we don't remember that we are the ones who fell into these same patterns before. And uh, and there really is nothing new under the sun. And um, so uh, this is this does seem like a legitimate stoic technique for for properly framing the dramas in your life recognizing the patterns and recognizing that yes i feel just like in a scary movie you know you're gonna jump at the jump scare but the more times you watch the movie the more you'll be able to anticipate it and then the less of a feeling of real threat there's going to be uh, and i think that if we could figure out how to apply this uh, to all of our psychological dramas then that would be very useful that's it for today's episode if you've gained from what you've learned here please consider contributing to my patreon at www.patreon.com slash alternatively if you would like to make a direct contribution to the rabbi schneewis torah content fund my venmo is at matt hyphen schneewis sorry i did not drink water before this episode as i usually do so my my vocalization of this is not as smooth. And my cell and PayPal are matchnaywise at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor a day's or a week's worth of content, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or a tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnaywise at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.